comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Tell me what the name of this is. Them. I jack, I rob, I sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Set when I run base, I dodge the. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is. Abe, hello! Out Now is a film podcast, as Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 99. Woo! 99. We're on the brink. We're getting there. And um, today, not today, tonight, we are discussing 42, the prequel to movie 43, of course, which is telling the tale of Jackie Robinson. Um, What's 43 going to be about? I, it's just, it's just, <laughs> well, that's, it's already, yeah, that's already been out. I think Hugh Jackman yeah, has nuts on his face. Yeah, Ter- Terrence Howard's in it. He's, <laughs> he's Jackie Robinson's cousin. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but joining us to discuss 42, I was almost going to say movie 42, joining us to discuss 42, we have from The Examiner, a man who scores touchdowns by shooting a three and stealing third base, Marcus Robinson. Hey. Yeah. yeah he had to process all of that. Wow, you know what? I, didn't even, I, did not even, I did not even realize that Marcus Robinson is Marcus Robinson's name until I realized that we're doing the movie about Jackie Robinson. This all just makes so oh, much sense. I just oh, wanted God, to grab Marcus. I just grabbed Marcus because I thought it'd be a good person to be on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't put that connection together. I, yeah, you put it not all. Not the black, together. not the black guy named Robinson. Right? <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with it. I literally slipped on a banana peel and said "whoops" when that happened. It was crazy. <laughs> also joining us for this podcast episode, we have from just seen it, a man who is several times less racist than nice guy Alan Tudyk, Aaron Fink. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's uh, that's, that's quite an intro. <laughs> I thought so. Uh. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, we can't uh, all be as racist as Alan Tudyk. <laughs> nice, nice guy, Alan Tudyk. We have to. We have, tough, I feel job. like I have to put that disclaimer out there. I'm watching that movie, like, wow, nice guy, Alan Tudyk is really racist. This movie. You try oh really God, hard, I was, but we'd probably fit. I was queasy. No, oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, Aaron, this is the first time you've been on the show, and you yes. are you are a member of Just Seen It. You you are. I've, I've been on Just Seen It with you. Various yes, you have. We've done many a review together. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, happy to have you. And Marcus, you know, it's good to have you back. We we can't get enough of uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, so it's always happy to get the man who inspired us to mention it every week on this podcast. <laughs> Glad I could inspire Go, you. Marcus, go. <laughs> Bathtub, baby. <laughs> um, I love our Beast of the Southern Wild callbacks for people that are, like, new to the podcast. Like, what the like, hell is that? Why are they talking about that movie? Uh, Southern Wild, the girl the Afro? Exactly. Because <laughs> she's uh, the man. She's the man. The man. I'm the man. I love Amanda Bynes in that movie. Um, <laughs> hey, don't speak ill of the dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, people will listen to this podcast like 50 years ago. It's like, remember when Amanda Bynes died the day after this podcast was released? That was crazy. We called it. It's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, right on, First, we get a Robinson on the podcast. Now we, now we call Amanda Bynes' 
departure? It's crazy. Yeah, we're making we're making shuffleboard history as we speak. Let's get to some announcements because we have a bunch of those. And we're just bantering for no reason. Yeah, another thing. Do have a ton of announcements? Yeah. yeah um, I put I put first thing uh, actually because I forgot. Um, I uh, Tim. I believe who listens to the show won our Skyfall contest, and I have not sent to this package yet, but I will. So just putting that out there right now, you will get your prize. You will get your Skyfall Blu-ray, and unopened. Unopened. Yeah. And speaking of that, next week on our hundredth episode, I think we should just say "woo" every time I say hundredth episode. Woo. Next week on our hundredth episode, woo. we we I'll, I'll announce a new contest, and it will have quite a, quite a few goodies because it is our hundredth episode. Woo. So we will. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, hey, so guys, be, fine. Pay it'll, yeah, it'll it'll be something. It'll be something pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's get. Okay, so I put up a number of uh, questions on the old Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, and um, tons of comments. Tons of comments. So let's see. Here's the first one. I had favorite inspirational movie, and uh, Izzy wrote Starship Troopers. I like that answer. <laughs> and that's Jason played no everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jason put up Batman Begins. Superman the movie, Miracle, We Are Marshall, and Invisible, which I assume he meant Invincible? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I say that probably, because... Probably the, because it's a sports movie. I, well, I say that because, favorite sports movie question, he put Invisible with Marky Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to think that Jason knows the movie's called Invincible, but he just really wants to put that Invisible. He was just typing like, really fast, actually. Was maybe just, it's autocorrecting. Yeah, on, maybe he, was, auto-correcting. he was excited for the answer, so he's... It's autocorrecting on his phone, I guess. But Marky Mark, that stood by, like, easily. You were easily able to type that. Um, <laughs> um, Gary put um, Olympia, the reef install documentary, for um, favorite sports movie. Mainly because he doesn't like sports movies very much, which confused me because he chose the documentary made by a Nazi. But, all right. Interesting. <laughs> and uh, we got a we got a large answer from Robert James, who was on our show a few weeks ago to talk about his book about the Oscars. Um, he put here he has, he has a whole quote here: "The best sports movie reinforce our primary American values, particularly our love of fair play, our belief in the underdog, and the celebration of, indi- of the individual, as well as our belief in the community of teamwork." Yes, we are a mass of contradictions. Pride of Yankees supports the Protestant work ethic. Field of Dreams supports the entrepreneur and nonconformist. Bull Durham is about the American eccentric. And Brian's song is one male-centered movie that makes it okay to cry. And I believe we're all supposed to cry now, according to the, the comments. Hold on, let me grab a tissue. <laughs> like you didn't want to have one handy already. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's an awkward thing to have in close arm's yeah. reach. <laughs> That's what she I didn't mean on. I, I, didn't on. Keep, I didn't keep talking about purpose because I wanted that to be his awkward. <laughs> you, <talk. yeah. laughs> I noticed. Uh, but we got a few more. Uh, Jim Deeds, friend of the show, been on the show. Uh, Slam, the roller the roller derby documentary, the original rollerball of James Conn, the running man, and the Bones Brigade documentary. I didn't get a chance to see that. I had a chance to see that movie, too. Um, let's see. He also put down Bad News Bears in, in Breaking Training. Uh, let's see. Mike Jones put down Six Pack starring Kenny Rogers. He dares us to cover that one. I'm not even sure what that is, but it has Kenny Rogers. <laughs> um, let's see. Jordan Grout, friend of the on the show plenty of times. Let's see. The Sporting Life. Um, the Most Dangerous Game. <laughs> he could consider a spy. I like that. The Most Dangerous <laughs> Game. Um, Warrior. Let's see. Mark Hoven. Uh, the Natural, Hoosiers, Rudy, Miracle, The Bad News Bears, Chariots of Fire, Eight Men Out, The Hustler, A League of Their Own, and Raging Bull. Uh, let's see. Stroker Ace from Jim Dietz again. And uh, Scott Mendelson, he put down 
that me and him, we both adore Little Big League. I do love that movie. Um, Warrior, best counts, uh, new classic, you would say. Field of Dreams, one of his favorite movies of all time. Mm. Uh, Any Given Sunday. And uh, Coach, Coach Carter. So, yeah, lots of lots of Carter. Which Carter. Which I still have it. C-Tates, apparently. Yeah. Sam Jackson C-Tates. Oh, what? man. That, that's a film right there. I want, yeah, I want to see. I want, why is it he at White House down? Because they're both in rival diehard White House, White House White movies. House. Or no, wait, I'm thinking Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I was like, Morgan Freeman was <laughs> not in Coach <laughs> Carter? Racist. Racist. You know I'm sorry. I <laughs> forgot the best sports movie of all. Which one? Angels in the Outfield. Boom! <laughs> That's my callback. With a young oh, Matthew wow. McConaughey. It's no rookie he, year. He didn't take his shirt off. <laughs> he didn't take it. Are you sure, though? Maybe he was in the locker room at one point with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a young Adrian Brody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's everybody been watching? I asked that question. Izzy's been watching Game of Thrones, Hannibal, Fringe, and Wild Things. Did not see that coming as the fourth answer for that one. <laughs> and Jason... <laughs> and uh, Jason... The fan of the invisible of Marky Mark, he put G.I. Joe Retaliation and Smallville. So there you go. Yeah. And just to let uh, Leah, Leah Ducey know, who was on last week, people want more of her. That's what I'm hearing. Apparently, about. yes. Yeah. So we got to get her back on the show. So, yeah, see. right. And I mean, as I've said before, anything that's written on the Facebook page, I just, I just tend to read on the podcast. So <laughs> there, there you go. Shout outs for the week for everybody. If you want to be involved with our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter, facebook.com slash out now podcast and twitter.com slash out now underscore podcast you can you know get on all the fun that everyone's been having on our, on our facebook and twitter so there you go um and speaking of having all the fun itunes views and ratings helps us out so uh you know i don't think we've gotten any more in in recent times yeah it, it'd be nice to get one it'd be nice to get one more before our 100th episode Would that be 13 what did i say uh, oh woo what did i say we're so enthusiastic I keep everyone on their toes. That's the thing. Trademark. No one... <laughs> That's one of those things I say. GM. Yep. yep. Aaron, what did I say? Newer. <laughs> so yeah, that's quite quite a few announcements here. So let's let's move on. Let's get to know everybody. Where each week we try to ask each other a few questions and kind of set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know everybody. I'm gonna let Abe start this one off this week. Cool. Aaron Fink. You're a billionaire sports owner starting an expansion double-A baseball team in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's very specific. <laughs> wow. What's the name of your team, and do you have a mascot? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like I'd probably mas- pick something. The mascot, the mascot would probably be the name of their team. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Sometimes, sometimes teams don't have like their own team mascot. They just like choose like some dude, like Dancing okay. Homer. I don't know. I, I think I think maybe uh, maybe the Lincoln zombies. The Lincoln and uh, well, it'd be like yeah. a the Lincoln mascot. Maybe a, a zombie <laughs> Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter kind of. Oh yeah, the the Lincoln vampire oh, hunters. That's what it should. Be. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. Slaying the competition, right? <laughs> yeah. Get your season tickets One now. One stake at a time. <laughs> One stake at a time. <laughs> that's why they have the lowest scores at all of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can only they can they they can't have practice football. during the day. No. What'd you say, football or baseball? Baseball. I, I didn't care enough about your question to remember. So. You can't have a football team. Come on, only night games for them. <laughs> <laughs> when they secretly murder the team that are all vampires afterwards. <laughs> all right, Aaron, your turn. it sounds like Fright Night, <laughs> part two. Taking it to the field. 
<laughs> I'd watch that movie. All right. I would. So it's you're up. You're up now, Aaron. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm, let's see. Uh, well, Alan Tudyk, being in 42 and being a huge racist, made me think of him and laugh about him. So, uh, Aaron Newerth, what is your favorite Alan Tudyk role? Um, my favorite Alan Tudyk role. Well, I think Wash in um, Serenity and the and the show Firefly come to mind pretty instantly. I'm trying to think of other Alan Tudyk roles that that are better than that. I mean, he's he is a nice guy and all that. So he is a nice guy. Actually, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out because because I have the title. I'm gonna shout out uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil because nice. that that movie needs to be seen oh, for. Yeah. Evil needs to see that movie. Yeah. That's and, a good one. It That's is a good funny. One. I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with that one. So there we go. All right, Marcus. Yes. What is a sport with a story or person who you want to see depicted on screen? Uh, what is a sport with the just any sports figure? Like, is there like a sports story you want to see in like movie form? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Okay. Well, is there a sport that you want to see get more recognition on screen? Uh, um. Well, I I'm a huge soccer fan, so anything with soccer. But I I mean. I love the. You the wouldn't want to see United. a Pele movie. You wouldn't want to see that. Nah. They had a documentary, I mean, didn't they? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They had a documentary. Yeah. I'm okay. So, that's I'm not okay. A, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the reply. <laughs> you know what? I'm, okay. I'm good. I'm good. I've seen enough <laughs> sports movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess. I guess I would. Okay. Here. Here. You want to? Okay. I'll say Mike Tyson. A Mike Tyson. What's a Mike talking? Tyson movie. Oh. Could it start? Could, it, could it star Mike Tyson, or could it start like someone? No, no, not a, not a documentary. Yet. Oh well. No, I, could, I mean he could play himself. Like Jackie Robinson yeah, played could, himself in a movie. John Claude Van Damme played. That's in a movie. okay. <laughs> I would want John Claude Van Damme playing Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd it'd be, it'd be a bold <laughs> a bold choice to see him in blackface, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> Spike Lee directed. Um, <laughs> Even better. It's called it's Red so- Hook Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Be right hook summer. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Or Summer uh, of Mike. Summer of Mike. <laughs> um, uh, Abe. Yeah. What is your most overrated sports movie? Most overrated sports movie? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. That is a good question because a lot of them tend to be, like, highly inspirational while bringing up all this, like, dramatic music and stuff. I have an answer. Oh, that's a tough one because I, I, gener- I generally like sports movies a lot. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Aaron, what, what's yours? Uh, I, I am not a fan of Field of Dreams. Yeah, really? thank you. That would be, be my answer. Huh. I, oh, all right. Marcus, let's yeah. high five. Yeah, they're, they're high five. Yeah. <laughs> that was three high fives. Yeah, we, yeah, we, just, we just high fived each other. It was, it was of... the echo from the sky. I'm back. Oh, good. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was lost, but now I have been found. Well, you just, you just missed it because uh, Marcus wanted to know most overrated sports movie. Abe couldn't think of an answer, but I immediately jumped to Field of Dreams. <laughs> so I, oh, I'm, yes. I'm, wow. I'm not Kevin Costner. It doesn't help that I do not like Kevin Costner. 
But, oh, yeah, but, that doesn't help. Yeah. I had the unfortunate pleasure of watching 30 minutes of Robin Hood today, and it oh, was killing me slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the torture that goes on at the beginning of that movie. Yeah, yeah. It was just I, I. He was delivering lines, and I just thought to myself, he's just reading them off in his head, isn't he? <laughs> see here Aaron did you not have a I don't have an answer yeah okay. might tweet it out later Aaron oh, I want to see like a, like just a random one like the wrestler like what the fuck? everything was good until the ending <laughs> did he land did he fly away <laughs> did he have I, I want I want to hear people that think that he might have flew away at the end of the wrestler <laughs> I want to hear that crowd of people he was carried up to heaven by an that's, that's, that's why. That's why Cinema Score was only an A minus, not an A plus, because they thought he might have blew away, and they were dissatisfied. <laughs> Marissa Tomei is actually secretly an angel in that movie. Yeah. Right. She is an angel, Abe. Yeah. Well, there's no question. Always. All right, uh, Aaron. What do you got for me? Better home base stealer, Benny the Jet Rodriguez or Jackie Robinson? Uh, hmm. Let's see. They both get caught in a game of pickle in both movies that they're in. Yeah, the one, the one in the Sandlot's way more interesting. It is. So I'm gonna probably say Benny the yes! Jet Rodriguez because I, <laughs> I mean, as much as I love Jackie Robinson, and I do, I Jenny, Benny the Jet Rodriguez just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that guy had PF flyers on. Yeah. Plus, he has he has his he has his own song. He does. He does. Benny and Benny <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> Why did no one make that joke in Sandlot? Like that's the that's the one flaw of that movie because no one makes it. Any that's, that's the one flaw of it. Yeah, that, it that's is. The one flaw. There's He's no right flaw there. in it. What are you talking about? Uh, that's yeah, the one. That's the one. No. I, I, people have been asking this for years. What's the What's one? What's the one flaw in 1993's The Sandlot? It's a, it's on it's on Yahoo Answers. They, there's just been no answer for that question. I'm gonna type it in right now after we go with this podcast. It's, What's no the one flaw of The Sandlot? Are you going to self Everyone's answer? Everyone's sure as heck isn't James Earl Jones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that man is a saint. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. It's not American hero slash slash Death Star operator James <laughs> Earl Jones. Remember that scene where he operates the Death Star? Because I don't. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> With his mind. Um, Aaron. Yes. I have a almost similar question, mainly because it starts in the same place. Alan Tudyk goes from nice guy to crazy racist in Forty Two. What actor or what film do you think would be incredibly jarring to all of a sudden see someone act crazy racist in? Hmm. Ooh, this this is this is a deep thought question. Good lord, it would have to be just I don't even know. Wow, you stumped for. Racial epithets at at Idris Elba. <laughs> What? That's how we talk. And it kind of stops directing, comes on screen, and starts yelling epithets. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Uh, Rainbow Road! <laughs> what is this, Father? Who are these... <laughs> Who are these Mexicans? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like Natalie Portman's family. It's like, what are you talking about, Thor? <laughs> oh, I got it. I mean, okay. It's come to me. I mean, it could be anything, but, you know, Monsters, Inc., Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. 
I didn't think I could like it more. Well, that's <laughs> a, that, I think that's the central plot. Yeah. That's the central Washington <laughs> University. The segregation going on in the. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. The in- integration scene. I want to see that. Exactly. That it's scene. just like um, it's just like school ties with Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> They're really against Mike Wazowski because he's Jewish, and he gave like and because he has one eye. One eye people, <laughs> people go to the back of the bus. So there's a scene where he's like out. He's out in the rain, just like standing there looking in the window. He's like cowards. <laughs> All of you cowards! Oh, wow, what I do? He's so angry. I need to add that that scene in the show notes now. <laughs> School ties, Brendan Fraser in the rain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough of the races. That was weird. <laughs> Unless Eric Bick has a great question following up that one. Good lord, I don't know that I could ever top that question. It's just how many how with... many racism jokes can you fit in a forty two podcast? Or... <laughs> Well, we have Marcus Robinson. More than 42, I have. <laughs> hmm, all right, let's see. Um, all right. Uh, Marcus, are you a Game of Thrones watcher? Uh, no, but I can guess. <laughs> I, like that, I like that enthusiasm. We should ask him that question anyway. <laughs> I'm going to. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, no, he's not going to get it. Uh, let's see. Well, not, now you're going to make me come up with one on the spot. Hmm. Many, Ooh, many, okay. Many of us do that every week, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's okay. All right, Marcus. Uh, if you had to pick a male celebrity uh, that you were physically attracted to, who would it be? Uh, Ryan Gosling. Wait, oh. hold on. Let me. I got to. I got to wait like five seconds and then answer Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> I answered too fast. <laughs> no, you answered in the correct amount of time. <laughs> I'm glad that you've thought long and hard about it so that Hey-o. you can answer immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. I like a bit of a very subtle joke. And I like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There I heard go. the hey and I was that's like, that's not what I was going for, but I'll accept it. Abe, your answer is Paul Rudd, right? That's what It is, yeah. Did I did I just nail that one? Yes, I did. No, it that's, I nailed it. It's that's Chris Hemsworth and his smile. Well, obviously, that's my that's answer. That's your answer. <laughs> it's a nice smile. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, that's cool. We can talk about Kansas. Huh? <laughs> um, all right, I'll go with oh, what Aaron. Both of both Aaron's, I guess. <laughs> right. I don't know. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, the best post Last Crusade performance. From Harrison Ford. Uh, obviously, Firewall. They took my family. Um, uh, that's uh, that's not true. No. Freaking one. Yeah, Air Force One. Day of the week. Easily, yes. That that is the correct answer. Let's not forget about witness. No, no, no fugitive. Witness is before is before Last Crusade. Oh yeah, you're right. It yeah, is. yeah. What about uh, the fugitive? The fugitive no. Fugitive's solid, but I mean, he's. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't kill my you wife. Cannot, I don't care. Seriously, you can't. Can't be get off my plane. Yeah, that's <laughs> that nation of Gary Oldman just yelling in Russian is just pure <laughs> movie entertainment. But yeah, in terms of Harrison Ford performance, he's a he makes a strong president. He's he's solid. Not as yeah, good as Bill Pullman. He was in Vietnam. He knows how to kill people. <laughs> Let's see. It's certainly not Cowboys and Aliens where he's just. Oh hell no. Was there an alien over there? I don't know. Like that. I don't know what. (laughs) Grumbling old man Ford. (laughs) Was Paul Dano his son in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not think about it anymore. Let's just let's just move past it. Uh, But really, I mean, I I don't think there is a better performance than than Air Force One that he's done since Last Crusade. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe 42 just because he, cri- he tried. Yeah. He, cried. he did have a wiggly lip. <laughs> I almost didn't even notice that he had prosthetics in that movie. <laughs> he had, he had like, okay. I was like, we'll, he doesn't we'll look like 70 at all. We'll get, we'll get it. We'll get into that. Yeah. But, um, all right. Does anyone else have a question? Abe, do you have any more? I already asked my two. You asked two? I'm okay, sad. well, good. That, we're all done, then. That's how you do an everybody. Yeah. That's all right. Let's, that's, that, don't judge my grammar. <laughs> we're on the show. That's <laughs> how you use it. We'll that's judge how gra- you we'll, use it. We'll judge grammar in the show review that we never do. Gotcha. <laughs> the post process. Uh, let's get that now. Quick, you see him? Each week and out now, we talk about one movie, but there's always multiple movies out there and around, and we tend to see more than just one, so we have a segment called that now quick, because we're going to talk about them really quickly. Jim? All of that, all of that sentence. Um, Buster Rhymes over here. (laughs) Marcus Robinson, have you seen any other movies this week? Um, I saw Room 237, the Chinese documentary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Do you want me to say something about it? Uh, <laughs> a, a yeah, your day would be good. Yeah. <laughs> was, okay. Well, it was uh, all it was is a bunch of like conspiracy theories ranting about The Shining. I was entertained in the latter half of it. The first half is kind of, you know, it kind of drags along. I've seen The Shining like ten times. I'm not a huge fan of The Shining, but but you've seen it ten. They times. have some interesting loony bin things to say. Mm. They do indeed. You've seen it ten times. I've seen The Shining like ten times, and yeah. I don't like it. I don't know why. Uh, I don't, yeah. do you keep, do you like it's keep on TV. Trying. It's on like TNT every day. Do you like keep trying, and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I, I love The Shining, so I still I still want to see The Shining. I do. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I still want to. I mean, I can't watch. I can't look at those little girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's three. Okay. There's three. There's three things that scare me. One of those is those little girls. Another is glitter. Did you see, did you see the document? What? 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 I said, did you see the documentary? Did you see? Uh, yeah, no, I want to though. I, keep, I just haven't gotten around. What's to the third it. thing I mean, that scares you? I'm not going to reveal that. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, there's glitter. There's those little girls from The Shining, and I'm not going to go into and the Thursday. snow maze. I don't want someone to have this perfect trifecta of things to scare me with. Those crazy, those crazy fans of the show that are out there that are just waiting <laughs> to get me with their, their three pronged attack. If you're a fan of The Shining, you'll like it. You'll you'll find it interesting, even though it goes way out. Like there's theories about the moon faking the moon landing and whatnot. So you'll, you'll, you know, I know I've enticed you right there. I've been enticed since hearing about it and hearing other people's thoughts on it. But, uh, cool. All right. Aaron, have you seen any other, any other movies recently that you can talk about? Yes. I saw mud this past week. Oh Oh, yeah. Cool. This is the new film from, uh, what's his name? Jeff Nichols. Jeff Nichols. Who did, uh, of take shelter. shelter. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say, yay. It was good. It wasn't as good as take shelter, you know, cause it's got a mystery, but it's just not as enticing. You're not, you know, the whole thing about Take Shelter was you're just thinking, oh, my God, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? And and that sort of informs how you watch it. And this, you know, you're wondering things, but a little less so. It was still great, though. I mean, I, I think he's a great up-and-coming director. So I'm looking forward to more stuff. Cool. And Matthew McConaughey takes his shirt off. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Does he play Mongoose? <laughs> what? Does he play Mongoose? <laughs> He's a homeless not, guy. He doesn't play bongos. It's not Magic Mike 2, Abe. <laughs> no, no. He, uh... <laughs> Darn. <laughs> nope, he is, he's mud. <laughs> he's good, though. <laughs> right. Oh, that reminds me of Killer Joe, one of Marcus's other favorite movies from last year. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Abe, any uh, quickies? Uh, I started to watch uh, The Impossible, and then I was just like, nope, can't watch this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I was like, too much feeling. Yeah, I'm going to stop. Too much feeling. I'm going to stop before I get started. (laughs) It's the the sound design. Yeah, no, no, like, literally, you know, the intro is like, just calm waters into, like, this giant typhoon, and then just opens it up into this awesome ocean view, and then I was like, nope. Not right now. <laughs> Let's wait for another day. <laughs> you tried. You, you tried putting like one hand over one eye, but that still wasn't doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had to like you know I had I needed four hands <laughs> for the for the ears and the eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a way you could do that. You have thumbs. But I don't know, we're yeah. not, we're, well, don't worry. We're not worried about your tactics. J- Japan is probably working on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the eye blocker. I got it. There are PG-13 breasts in that movie. Oh, so, are there? Huh. That's tragedy. Right. Yeah. Tra- can't wait. Can't wait to see those. Tragedy breasts. Thank you for, <laughs> yeah. Thank tragedy you for bringing breasts. that up. When you finally see them, you'll you'll understand. I will. Yeah. yeah I will let you know. <laughs> uh, I saw. I see. A, I saw. I have a couple things here. I saw a place beyond the pines oh, yesterday. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You like yeah, that? I quite liked it actually. Cool. I would. I and I. I feel like we might talk about it more, like in a bonus episode. Mm. Where we talk about some of the like kind of like independent movies Excellent. or you know smaller films that are coming out in the near future. Yep. But I will say that I did like that movie. I will say it's there are three stories in it, and I will say that they they kind of I I think they get lesser as they go. But mm-hmm. still, that doesn't take away from the fact that I still really enjoyed the movie and I really recommend it. Glad to hear that. Um, I also a few weeks back I saw Upstream Color. Uh, the new movie from Shane Carruth, and I know it's coming out and it's being released. Well, he's releasing it himself, actually, but it's out in kind of you know very limited release right now. So I feel I'll just say something else about it. Um, that's a movie. That's what, that's what I can say. About it. It's hard to so like. That's, that's another day. one that I wanted. That's what I desperate. No, it's a it's a it's a yay for the thinking man. Mm. I look dramatically in the as, as if you were going to see it just then too. Um, I would I would say that's another one I I want to talk about a lot just to like have a better way of appreciating what that movie is doing. Because it's hard to just, like, it's hard to just kind of, like, say, you know what, that was a good movie. Because it's, it's such a weird movie to try and describe to anybody. So there you go. Mm, interesting. So completely ambiguous thoughts at Upstream Color. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so there you go. Those are out now, Quickies. Yeah. And uh, let's get, let's okay, so let's move on to movie trailer talk, where each week we discuss some of the newest trailers and uh, what, we, uh, what we thought of them. Got a couple here. Uh, the first one, speaking of Ryan Gosling, we have Only God Forgives, and this is the new film you from... You said Ryan Gosling? <laughs> you said Ryan Gosling? Yeah. <laughs> You're standing to attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it pulls full That's ways. number two. <laughs> only, only, only wow, God, you're in a roll. Only God Forgives is the new film from Nicholas Bending Reffin, who previously directed Drive. I'm sure a few of you have heard of Drive. Um, it, God, how do you even describe this plot? It... Um, Drive in Thailand, man. Drive in yeah. Thailand. There you go. I, I can just stop there. Aaron's covered it for me. I don't even have to, I don't have to go to IMDb or anything. I'm just going to let that stand. Just drive in Thailand. And uh looks pretty it looks pretty gritty. But uh, what do you guys think? Abe, what do you think of this trailer? I thought it looked pretty awesome. Uh, I liked the, I really liked the uh, the red and black. A lot of it was just that. Um and I I liked Nicholas Winding Refn and Ryan Gosling as a team, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see it. Uh, and also like just the, the the ending shot of just Ryan Gosling undoing his button just to fight this guy was pretty cool. Marcus, I I I mean you know how I feel about Ryan Gosling, but the the collaboration between Ryan Gosling and Nicholas Winding Refn, I'm 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 a huge fan. You know, I I want to I want I want to see this film, um, even if I had no trailer. So, but the trailer looks really nice. I couldn't tell you what it was about, but 
Yeah. You know, True. The trailer looks pretty nice, and Kristen Scott Thomas is wearing a wig, so I'm for it. Yet, yet another reason, really. <laughs> yet a... Aaron, your thoughts? Oh, man, it was great. I can't wait for that movie. I, uh, as everybody else has said, really do respect and appreciate the relationship that these two guys have now. And I think that they need to continue working together. And it, it just, it has an aura about it. It's a minute and a half long and you can already feel what the movie's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. Oh, it looks awesome. I'm excited for some face smashing. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree, and I, I like this trailer more than the Drive trailer, even though I, you know, I, we, we, I think we all love. Drive. I think we all love Drive. Yeah, it was like top, yes. um, top three the, that year. Yeah, but the Drive, the Drive trailer gives away the entire movie. I don't think this one hints at what the movie's about, so I'm, I'm already a fan, but just because I got to see, like, I got a taste of what the movie is, even though I have no idea what to expect from it. So that's where I'm sitting right now because I mean, you watch the, and also because I didn't watch the Drive trailer before I saw Drive, like, because I, I was, I was told that like it ruins a lot of good. Of a lot of what the plot is, and then you watch, he's like, "Wow, it's it's exactly the movie mm. that trailer for Drive." So, and unless I'm being led astray here, I, I don't think this one really gives away the plot in its entirety. So, unless know. it's one of those whining Ruffin movies where he just does nothing. But yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Only God forgives. Well, um, it opens, I'd assume, in limited release, if not wide, uh, in July July 19th. Probably spreads wider from there at that point. Uh, so there you go. Next trailer we have is for Rush, and this is the new film from Ron Howard. It is a biography of a Formula One champion driver, Nicky Lauda, and the, the 1976 crash that almost claimed his life. And uh, mere weeks after the accident, he got behind the wheel to challenge his rival, James Hunt, who I believe is played by Chris Hemsworth in this movie. Yep, that is true. This is, since we're talking about an inspirational sports drama this week, I figured we'll do a trailer for an inspirational sports movie. So there you go. What did you guys think of the trailer for Rush? Let's start in reverse. Let's go with Aaron. What would you think? I actually liked it a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ron Howard, and, uh, you know, I, I just saw Frost Nixon a few months ago. I mean, I love Ron Howard. You know, Apollo 13 is great, one of the best 90s movies ever. And it just looks like he's doing the same old thing. You know, he, the man knows how to make movies about really interesting things. And this is, you know, this is a short period of time that we're seeing a whole entire movie about, and I'm stoked. I also like Chris Hemsworth's fake hair. (laughs) (laughs) Marcus? Um, I mean, this is probably the movie I'm going to go see instead of Fast 6, so... (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh. Piece of the Southern Wild jokes. Where's where's that hang-up? Where's that hang-up button? Hold on. You're not (laughs) smelling what The Rock is cooking, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm also a big Ron Howard. I'm also a big Ron Howard fan. Uh but I it seems like it's been a while since I've been impressed by him. Even though Frost Nixon was what only like 4 years ago or 5 years ago now, oh, what yeah, I don't 5 know, years ago, yeah. Something like that. Um I'm a huge fan of Peter Morgan also who wrote the script for this and I think he's one of the best dialogue guys working today. So I think this is going to surprise a lot of people, even if you're not into the Formula One thing. I'm I'm not into the any kind of race car movies at, at all, really. Uh, but I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. Abe, uh, I certainly think that it's, uh, it looks interesting. Um, I'm kind of ambivalent because uh, I want to refer to Chris Hemsworth, but it might be more about Daniel Brunel, Nicky Lauda. So uh, it's a bummer. But uh, the other thing I do want to point out is uh, if you're interested in Formula One, there's this awesome documentary called Senna 
came out a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. good. People should That's see that. More people should see that as well. Um, put that in the show notes. Yeah. It, it's, it, the trailer is just as affecting, if not more affecting than this particular trailer. Um, and yeah, it, I think that it's, it's going to be an interesting movie. Um, and again, I, I think I'm on board with it. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that I'm on, I'm on board with it too. I like, I like this version of Ron Howard more than what I, more than the kind of, I guess, blockbustery Ron Howard, which you kind of, those damn Da Vinci Code movies that I can't stand. <laughs> and the, and, um, and even like, I think. Tom Hanks' hair fault in there. It is, that is mainly the fault. He's got some terrible hair. It's that, and it's like, let me, t- let me lecture you why you're wrong. That's what Tom Hanks does in those movies. Um, and like, what was his last movie was The Dilemma, which I never even saw. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Although I hear C. Tanks yeah. was good in it, but uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I did enjoy I did I did enjoy Frost Nixon quite a bit. I I like Cinderella Man. I'm a big I love Apollo 13. And so you know if it if it's back to that kind of that Ron Howard, then you know I'm I'll be happy to see that movie. And I mean for what I've seen, I I'm enjoying what I've seen. But yeah, Santa, that's a good that's a good pull. Abe. That's yeah. a good movie for sure. Uh, let's see. Rush comes out September 20th. So yeah, well. Uh, Marcus might be rushing to see that. I'll be rushing to see Fast Six, but you know we'll get there. No. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to our, our let's move on to our film our main review for the movie Forty Two. Your enemy will be out in force, but you cannot meet him on his own low ground. What are you gonna do if one of these pictures throws through your head? I'll duck. <laughs> Mark my words and circle this day. Negroes are going to run the white man straight out of baseball. This ain't the America I know. You hear me? If they knew you, they would be ashamed. If Robinson can help us win, then he is going to play on this ball club. You don't belong here, and you never will. Get off the field. Brooklyn Dodgers ain't changing our way of living. Where are we down? You are not the only one with something at stake here. You want a player who doesn't have the guts to fight back? No, I want a player who's got the guts not to fight back. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for 42. This is the film about Jackie Robinson, mainly about his kind of, not his whole life, just more of his his, his first years entering into, into white baseball, breaking the color line. Inspirational voice. And uh, it stars, stars Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson. Um, Harrison Ford is Branch Rickey, the manager, the general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, and a host of other people who are. <laughs> some of them are racist. You gotta, you gotta some of them are really Lucas friendly. Black, though. What? You got to call out Lucas Black. Yes, there's Lucas Black as, as Pee Wee Reese and, and Hamish Linkletter, who I seem to be seeing more and more in movies. And I'm just like, hey, that's that guy from that Julia Louise Dreyfus show. And he's in movies now. Um, he was in Battleship last year. That's why I keep thinking. And, um, yeah, it comes from the writer-director Brian Helgeland, who won an Oscar for screenplay adaption of L.A. Confidential and has also directed his own movies, like Payback and A Knight's Tale. And uh, here he is now with a historical baseball drama. So with all that said, I'm going to start with I'm gonna start with the resident Robinson I have on this podcast, Marcus Robinson. Uh, what, did you, what did you think of 42? Um, you know, I, I was entertained, but I think this is what you call, like, a fluff piece. Uh... It's hokey entertainment. It's like something you would see on like ABC Family and during Black History Month. The the leads are good. Chadwick Boseman does a really good job, and and uh, 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 Harrison Ford. 
is actually, you know, chewing up the scenery here. He's he's really, really good. It's just a little tame. I'm not, I mean, I'm no Jackie Robinson historian, you know. Uh, I'm a Robinson, but no Jackie Robinson historian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm... (laughs) But I, I, I at no time did I fear for his life. I don't know if that comes. Up, I don't know if that makes any sense. But in the entire movie, uh, 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 a movie about breaking the color barriers and in 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 the forties, and I I didn't fear for his life. I mean, he gets hit in the head with a baseball, and there's the heckling and whatnot. But I thought it was very almost Disneyed up for an entire family experience kind of thing. Um there were a few gritty scenes that which were probably the best parts that that the the Alan Tudyk scene which is going to which probably everybody's going to address um it's probably the best part of the movie uh when he's yelling just obscenities and at at Jackie Robinson at the plate which almost comes out of another movie I don't it's almost like Spike Lee directed that portion of the movie. Um, the base running scenes are really impressive, but there's a lot of lot of hokiness here. Um, I mean, I guess in short, it, this is like uh, it's entertaining. It's just, and it wasn't as bad as Red Tails, and it wasn't as offensive as it wasn't as offensive as Blindside. So I will. I mean, I did. I was entertained. What, what, what can I say? Even though it was super long and. It was hokey. I was entertained. Okay. Aaron, your thoughts? You know, I, I agree a lot with what you said, Marcus, that it's good. It's not great. It's what you expect it to be. It's sort of for, I mean, it's very formulaic and it's almost formulaic to a fault in the beginning. You know, you just feel like you're going through the motions and, and it's tough when you don't fear for his life. Like you said, especially because we know how this story ends. You know, we know that he went on to live and that he went on to be a very important person in the history of baseball. So knowing all of that, it makes it a little difficult to, to have that sense of urgency, but it really is a, it's a family movie and you can tell that it's a family movie, but all that being said, I still enjoyed it. I, I think that um, the writing wasn't great, but the performances were fantastic. Chadwick Boseman, you know, I haven't seen him in anything else other than this, and I think he did a fantastic job. Harrison Ford, I loved him in this role. It was great to see him actually act and not just be Harrison Ford, yeah. <laughs> which he tends to do these days. And uh, even Nicole Bahari, who played uh, Jackie Robinson's wife, she was just like, the cutest little thing, so darling, and, you know, she wasn't a very interesting character, per se, in the way she was written, but she played it so appealing. She had such a, a an aura about her that I just, I was like, oh, she's so cute, you know, <laughs> and you just, you'll like her a lot. <laughs> and, I, you know, the Alan Tudyk scene is probably the, the most charged scene in the whole movie, and it was the scene that made me f- feel the most out of the whole entire movie. You know, just so angry that people did that and that such things existed. And, you know, it's it's not easy to watch. Um, but it, it like I said, you know, this is a movie that you want to bring your eight to 12 year old son to if they're interested in baseball, because it's just, you know, he's a hero and that's the way they portray him. And 
I wish there would have been a little more baseball, honestly. <laughs> it would have been nice in a baseball movie to have some baseball. But I get that it's not really about him playing baseball. People say he was one of the best in, in the world. And we saw it, but we could have seen more. You know what I mean? But uh, overall, I liked it a lot. I, I was not disappointed. I didn't have high expectations. So I enjoyed myself. I thought it was okay. It wasn't really everything that uh, you know Marcus and Aaron have said uh, rings true to me for me as well. Um, it's just it's not really a slice of his life. It's kind of like it kind of goes from the start of his baseball career to I guess not not really anything. So you know I do agree that there should have been or there could have been more baseball in it. Um, and I do agree that there there wasn't any real tension in the film. I mean, it, it's trying to bring about some points about, you know, segregation and racism uh, in the early U.S. history, uh, but it's it's not really apparent, per se. Uh, there aren't really many instances of it. The Alan Tudyk scene is just kind of so over the top that it's, uh, I mean, it is charged, it is aggressive, it is um, very difficult to listen to, um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, again, what Marcus had said, you never really get a sense of the fear that Jackie Robinson may have been living with, um, you know, what he was thinking during all this time. It's very, it glosses over a lot of it. And uh, I'm not going to say that it was totally uneven, but they're just, you know, it's not really a baseball movie. It's not really like a movie about segregation. It's not really a biography. It's kind of like a mix of all those, but done very, you know, within two layers. Um, and that I think is a problem because, then what are you trying to tell me? I, I mean, yeah, this guy played baseball, but you only see him hit like a home run twice. Uh, you see him stealing a lot of bases, um, and you see like, you know, him getting beaten to the head and spiked in the in the calf. Okay, I mean, I don't really understand. Like, could you have gone in more into it? Like, uh, maybe if he'd gone deeper and be like, you know, this is the fear that he lived with all the time. This is how it was back then, and this is really what he brought to the game. You know. Uh, his teammates kind of come on board a little bit later, and then I guess you know if they really wanted to Disneyfy it up, they would have his teammates really would have pulled the, through for him like crazy toward the end of the movie or something like that. It just, but uh, I I don't really think that it's like a, a very good movie. It, it is entertaining and it's fine, but it's just on the whole, I I just didn't really think that it it really did Jackie Robinson expert justice. Um, so it, it's fine, but it, it could have probably been more. I um I agree with both of your guys' points. I would I would maybe say on the move the most positive, even though I think it's just a good movie as opposed to a great one. What it is, it's a it's a very old fashioned biopic. It's very earnest. It 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 addresses things in a very particular way and doesn't delve deeper into it. And that's my main problem with the movie. Chadwick Boseman, I think, is a he does a very he does a very good job of underplaying the role of Jackie Robinson. He does it's not a it's not a movie about him like trying to grasp. At the at the Oscar playing this guy, it's it just it has him. You get to watch him holding back his anger and dealing with this the stress he has of being this person. But we don't get to see enough of Jackie Robinson as a character. I don't think. I think we get a we get a good outside view of him, and we see that he's a he's a good baseball player, obviously, and that he's a good man. But I wanted to see more of what's making him think. What does he think of all this that's going on? And that's kind of what you guys are talking about in terms of. You don't see kind of, I guess, the the stakes at hand here. You don't see the you don't see what um 
what he thinks about his about his life getting in danger, about people giving him you know death threats and whatnot, and how he's handling the idea of being a black, the first black player in Major League Baseball, and that presents a bit of a problem. But for the rest of the movie, I mean, Harrison Ford is very good in here. Besides the fact that he's chewing scenery, he's doing something, which is more than I can say about other performances that he's given. He's he's very active and lively, and it's more than I've seen him do in quite some time. Now, I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to take the field against your team if that boy's in uniform. Why is that, Herb? His name is Jackie Robinson, by the way. Yeah, Branch, I understand he's got a name, but we're just not ready for that sort of thing here in Philadelphia. Well, what you do with your team is your decision, Herb. But my team's going to be in Philadelphia tomorrow with Robinson. And if we have to claim the game as a forfeit, so be it. That's nine to zero. In case you forgot. You know what, Branch? You've had a hell of a hair across your ass over this for a long time, and I'd like to know what it is you think you're trying to prove. You think God likes baseball, Herb? What? What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means someday you're going to meet God, and when he inquires as why you didn't take the field against Robinson in Philadelphia, and you answer that it's because he was a Negro, it may not be a sufficient reply. The the rest of the like the look of the movie in general, I think. I mean, it's hard to think that a period movie is not going to look good. I mean, I, have you ever seen a bad looking period film? I mean, they always <laughs> like honestly, like so. It's like it's not really it's not really surprising that the movie you know looks as good as it does and what have you. Um, and uh, you know the the themes are obvious. The what you're what you're watching on screen, but I mean, you're seeing a lot of situations that did actually occur in real life, like the Alan Tudyk scene that we're talking about. That happened. Like it's not, it's not something that's like, hey, let's make up a scene where we just have someone that's just really racist. Yeah. It's like, no, there was just someone that was that racist on the field doing that thing, and that's it's intense to watch that kind of thing. And I feel like if there, if this really was the Disney version of this movie, or if this was like the made-for-TV version, maybe you, it would be, it would be much. It would we wouldn't feel we wouldn't feel it's even a good movie. I think we'd feel it's very much just like this is just nonsense. This is just like eh, this is. Exactly what you'd expect, but I think it does do. A, I think it does do a good job of, of being of being just worthy of being on the big screen. I guess I think it. I think it's well made enough, and it has enough good performances in this movie that it, it it serves, it serves the purpose of being a big screen Jackie Robinson movie, even if it's not the big screen Jackie Robinson movie. I think it's, I think it's good, but not great. I do want to add on to Marcus's thing. I did. I did feel the movie was rather long as well. I mean, it's like it's listed at two hours and eight minutes, some odd, but. At some parts, it just feels rather long. Um, what do you guys think of like the? F- oh yeah, go ahead. I said I was just gonna add on. It didn't really have an ending. Well, he's yeah, like, surrounding the bases. I I I see I, 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 Marcus. I agree. With I, mean, that with, I agree with that exactly. I, I I do think the movie. Well, I don't think I didn't think it was long necessarily. I didn't feel like I was. I didn't I didn't sit in my seat thinking, "Geez, how long longer are we gonna go here?" But I did no, think no. that the the way it was playing out, I wasn't. Sh- because I, because I, I'm aware enough of Dodger history to know that he, um, I know what the stats were. So I'm thinking where yeah. this movie's taking me, if it's gonna if it's gonna end somewhere, I wasn't sure where it was going to do that. And then the music yes. kicked into high gear, which was way over the top, by the way. And I was like, oh, I guess yeah. the movie's ending now. All right, yeah. that's an interesting place to stop it. Right. I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, the thing the thing about it that I think you've all been saying is it's just it's hard to to really talk about issues um, regarding racism and segregation 
when you make family oriented films, the basically Disneyfied, you know, racism films, you know, it, it, Spike Lee is really one of the only directors that I can think of that really talks about racism in his movies and makes you think about it as opposed to showing you something and making you feel bad about it and then sort of and, and having that be the way that they discuss it. You know, like, I mean, I love Remember the Titans, but Remember the Titans does that. Yeah. The Help does that. All of these, the, the blind side does that. And it's 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 something that Hollywood does, and I wish they wouldn't do it so much. But I think Remember the Titans and uh, The Help are both movies that are taught. They don't. They're not as they're not as glossy as this. I mean, Remember the Titans is a glossy movie, but it's not as glossy as this. Yeah. To, I mean, I, I, I this down. was like there were specific moments when I thought. You know, there's a moment in this movie when a uh, an old white guy comes to the house and Jackie Robbins is sleeping and he goes, you know, uh, I'm not going to do anything, but people behind me are going to come and do something. And then it just kind of nothing. Yeah. Nothing happens. It just kind of peters out. And it's the, all these like threats and, you know, instances, but there's no. And I know there's there was violence that happened, but there's no violence. Here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's it's a lot more subdued in 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 that way, you know, because it's it just it really is so glossy. It's such a family film, and you know, remember the Titans has sad and horrible things happen yeah. to a lot of people in in the movie. So it's not as eg- an egregious uh, problem as it was in previous films. I also feel it's still there. Yeah, I also feel so. There's a because it spans such a large time frame in Jackie Robinson's life, I mean, from him in the Negro Leagues, moving up into the minors, and then moving into the majors. Um, whereas, like, I, I was thinking about, like, a film like Lincoln, per se, where it's just kind of focused on one singular event and how that plays out, and they made a two-hour, three-hour movie out of that, um, where it's really compelling. Um, if they had maybe chosen some aspects of Jackie Robinson's life, rather than just being like, hey, here's, like, a bunch of people that's going to do some some really mean stuff to you um and we'll just keep showing it and just realize that you're the you're the better man you're taking the higher path um which everyone has known uh, you already know this story like what uh Aaron Fink has said you know there's not really uh, anything that you don't know about Jackie Robinson but if you had gotten more into the the trials of his life um like what Aaron Newworth had said you know it's like you're really delving deep into his like his psyche what he's doing the you know maybe some more stuff about like his fear for his children or his child or his wife. Um, it would have been more compelling, but it, it, it's okay. It's not like a ultra great. I want to ask you guys about the, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hey, hold yeah. on. I, would, so I, would, I wouldn't quite agree with all of that just cause I like, yes, I would have liked to see more of Jackie Robinson, but yeah. I wouldn't say it wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't compelling. I wouldn't say that people necessarily know the story. I mean, the people know that in general people, yes, know that Jackie Robinson is this guy who broke the color barrier and was, was a you know an an icon right. for that and is remembered for being that person. But I w- I wouldn't say that everyone knows the exact story. And while this movie, I do have problems with it. And I do have problems with kind of the story or like what they're choosing from his life to depict on screen. I I did I, I was compelled by how it was going to play out. I did I it didn't it doesn't like span a whole lot of time. It spans like four years maybe at most. Like it, it I think it does a good job of presenting. This certain this certain slice slice of his life, as opposed to trying to encompass really all of his life, it went from like the the early days of Jackie Robinson as a teenager to the <laughs> war. And then he becomes the base. Then he goes to college, and he goes to play baseball, and then he then after that and whatnot. I think it does a good job of getting the opening years of 
of this part of, of the baseball thing that he did. I mean, because he did a lot more after base after, or at least after the first couple years that he was in the majors as well. Like, yeah. Like, well, well, and yeah, again, I do think the movie has its issues, and I do think the the movie could, if it was a different movie, if it was like the Spike Lee movie, or if it was like another mm-hmm. director, or someone just had a different idea of how to build the screenplay out. I think I I could have been more compelled by seeing a movie that really gave you behind the eyes of Jackie Robinson. But for the movie that I did get to see, I, I'm still thinking it, I, I I was compelled by that story. And I think people that, you know, yes, a younger, I mean, it is PG-13, but I think it's designed to go for a younger audience that were they to, they couldn't necessarily write a whole report on Jackie Robinson based on this movie. But if they saw this movie after they wrote a report after studying for class, they're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Did, did a decent job. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, though. It hit the, it hit the points. That's true. <laughs> I agree with that. This is, I mean, this is no, this is no Malcolm X, but for what it is, it works. Yeah. Even I, though it's fluff, it works. Very fluffy. What do you guys think of the, uh, the, uh, I guess the the color of the film? I think they they're basically filtering out, so it looks kind of. Washed out a little bit. That's supposed to mean. I, I like. That. <laughs> 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 I didn't, didn't mean that one. I I like the, I like the look of the film actually. Yeah, I, I, I like was thinking about that. My um, because I I did not like Jedger, uh, Jedger, <laughs> but um, Jedger, because because that movie it looks so like specifically like Clint Eastwood wants to make a statement with his visuals uh-huh. here, and so I'm gonna just I'm gonna remove every color but this one, but this movie, and well, and it's not like as. I mean, like Lincoln had a very like kind of intimate look to it, but this one, this movie has a. I like, I like the. It's not really, it's not. I guess it's not saturation, but no, it's. Kind of, it looks. But the tr- the treatment done yeah. to the movie, visually speaking, I, I like the look of the film. Yeah, it looks great. Like from it, a tech, was... from a technical standpoint, I think the movie does a great job of kind of getting all those period details right and just being a a, a good looking movie. Oh yeah, they I always mean, are. Like... You were so right. They're all period movies are always just so particular about all that stuff because if you don't get it right, then you're not engulfed and immersed into this this world that we're not a part of. That's why I know? love Pleasantville. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to see if there's a movie that like is known for not being a good period film because of like certain details mm-hmm. we got. Write it down now podcast at yeah, gmail.com if there's some, a period film movie that doesn't do a good job <laughs> representing the period. Um, let's talk about more of the performance. We haven't talked about any of the other performances. Oh, what did you guys think of the, uh, the sports writer? Um, African American sports writer. Oh, Andre Holland as Wendell Smith. I wanted that. See, that's another thing. I wanted more of him. Me too. Like if, if, if I, yeah, I feel like if, if we explored that relationship more, we would have inter- we besides getting more of him, who I think he was pretty solid, we would have gotten more of what who Jackie Robinson is. I think it would have done a good job yeah. of playing off that character. Yeah. No, I I liked him a lot too. I, I I wish that there was more. And when he did the opening voiceover, I thought there was going to be more, and he just kind of petered out by the end of the movie. I mean, we ended with him, you know, sort of. Yeah. But it it uh he was underutilized. It was yeah, they, disappointing. They, they but he was still very good. Yeah, they have like that, that nice little moment between the Jackie Robinson and, and the writer and they're just trying to get some them some clean out some clear out some air between them. But uh not a huge relationship, which I was kind of bummed out about too. I think Ryan friggin' Merriman. Holy crap, I can't believe it. <laughs> Smart house Ryan Merriman. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say there is like a longer cut of this movie that probably has more of that character, maybe his wife oh, as well, just because they feel like they're getting shortchanged in the movie. <laughs> the, the black character is getting shortchanged in the movie, so we could have more <laughs> of the white characters in this movie. 
But that said, well, uh, I, the uh, the uh, the secret weapon of this movie, it's clearly John C. McGinley as Red Barber. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <what laughs> like he's Doctor Cox himself. He's, he's killing it in this movie. Fantastic. Oh my God. He, his delivery is so good here. He has a line during like the Alan Tudyk scene where he's yeah. like, "Oh, here he's gone a bit of a chin waggle." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and that was fantastic. Did you see the part where Jackie Robinson comes in and plays like Jackie Robinson is clearly a brunette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, has, he has just like, this oh great, yeah, it's, and it's because of John C. McGinley. So you have like, I mean, especially now, like be, like beforehand, before Doctor Cox, he, he he's just a good character. Yeah, he still is. Yeah. But like you, you have a certain impression of who he is now, and so seeing him as like a soft spoken but very cleverly tongued person. He's fantastic in this role. He good. Like the movie doesn't have necessarily a like a comic relief character. So you have this guy, Red Barber, who's kind of breaking up a lot of the tension in some of those yeah. those big, you know, racially charged scenes. And you have Red Barber, who's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, the that play announcer. Yeah. And I love that you know it, it didn't do something stupid like have him like clearly state his his thoughts on a black character or something like that. It's just like he's just there to announce the baseball game. a really interesting point about the whole entire comic relief because I was thinking about that. And what you had just said there, it's like, it is true. There are a lot of, not so much the, the central characters or even some of the peripheral characters, but just like really off characters are the, the comic relief. Just like those sports writers in the, uh, the sports thing where it's like, oh, the heels are longer on African Americans so they can run faster and like Jack Robinson hits home run. And the guy's just like, longer heels, huh? And, uh, like, <laughs> and see, that is, that's my chuckle line. At it. That's, yeah. the, that's my line of the year. And that, that yeah. And that that is something I like about the movie. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't try to make up certain characters so you can have like yeah. a comfort part zone or something like that. Like it, and yeah. I, also, I was and I, I have a I know a good I know a, a good bit of information about Jackie Robinson because I actually did write a report when I was back in high school about him. But, high um, school, yeah. But um, I, I kind of looked up some facts just to kind of see Fresh like memory. what they yeah, refresh my brain, kind of see what shortcuts they took. And the only one I I kind of knew offhand was uh, Christopher Maloney's character, Leo Durosher, who's like the man. He was the manager of uh, Dodgers before he got fired. And they kind of they condensed the reason as to why they made something simple like he was having an affair with someone, as opposed to what really went on. But like by far, what really the, went the, on. Now I'm curious. It, it had a lot to do with like he and the um the who was it the Someone that owned like the organization so, or something like that. Like it, the guy he was talking, like the guy that Branch Richie was talking to, Ricky was talking to on like the phone about. Like he was, he had like a big grudge with him and oh, okay. money, very like various things. And it's just, I can see why they would condense that character just because it makes it simple. Yeah. But oh, the guy who was like the president, the, of the commissioner the of baseball. baseball? Yeah, the commissioner of yeah. baseball. Like, <laughs> there, there was like a grudge thing going on between. Them. But like I, you know, I, I, I can see why you would change something like that. And for the for everything else, like yes, I. It, Mainly just because you can't show everything in a two-hour movie. That's I mean, true. They did a good job of representing things that actually happened, as opposed to making up things for the sake of dramatic effect. I mean, obviously, the things they—not even things they make up, but things they kind of, you know, go into and with more dramatic music playing—is right. because that's, that's I, the scenes that require dramatic music to play. <laughs> like, I, I certainly think I would have been more upset about that if they had gone way more over the top. Like, oh, Jagger Robinson single-handedly like broke the color barrier with like Branch Rickey's help. Like, but that's not very true at all. And if yeah, they had done that, then I would have been like, "This is just ridiculous." Yeah, yeah and the movie doesn't. Yeah, this, the movie this, doesn't, this isn't the Blind Side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank God. Yeah, it doesn't. You it know, doesn't, it's it interesting though, because because Harrison Ford's character. I mean, I, at least for me, I realized at the end of the movie where he gives that monologue, it was really almost as much about him as it was about Jackie Robinson. Very true. Yeah, and even. Even though we didn't really see him as much, and and they didn't necessarily frame it around him, it, it was really really interesting. You know, I I really liked that element about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I like think that. they they it worked so well because they made them almost parallel characters. They didn't put him above Jackie Robinson's story or Jackie Robinson above. They they met. They intersected. Yeah, it's very much a, a co-starring as opposed to Harrison Ford being a supporting yes. actor. That said, I mean, if this movie came out during like in October or something, I could easily see Harrison Ford getting like a best supporting actor nomination. I hope he still does. I hope people remember it. It's worthy of it, in my opinion. It's interesting that this movie came out like in April you know, during opening day, <laughs> as opposed to during the World Series like in October. Week. Yeah. Opening week, yeah, you know, but because I, I, I don't, I don't know what the logic was, I guess, and behind Warner Brothers, where they're like, well, we should open it now, opposed to later when we could maybe get an Oscar for it. But you know, we'll we'll see down the line. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all saying that it's a decent to good movie, so like, I, I wouldn't expect it nor need it to be nominated for Best Picture or anything like that. But I do think Harrison Ford. Well, we hope that they had remembered Liam Neeson for the Gray, but they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> so question, question for you guys. So early on in the movie. Uh, I think that it, it kind of comes up three times. Brancher says, it's not about being black or white, it's about being green. It's about making money. Jackie Robinson also says, I don't care, like, or I'm just here to make money and play ball. Um, and then Branch Ricky also says again at some later times, like, yeah, it's just about making money and, and you know, getting fans in the seats. Um, what did you guys, what was your takeaway uh, about that? And do you think that they should have delved more into that? Or, I mean, did that play some kind of significant role in your opinion? I, you know, honestly... Uh, I, I didn't like it in the beginning, but then at the end, I guess I shouldn't spoil it, but Branch kind of reveals that that really wasn't the yeah. reason why. That yeah. that sort of made it all okay to me. I mean, I understand that that had to be an element, and at least on Branch's side, you know, I don't I I don't know a ton about Jackie Robinson. I know some. I don't know how much he. I'm sure he was very aware of his role and his impact on the sport of baseball at that time. So. I'm sure it really wasn't just about him playing ball and making money. And it, it was a little bit of a lackluster, uh, you know, idea as to why this all happened. But like I said, when Harrison Ford's character sort of changes his mind or lets us know that that was never really the reason, it, it feels a little, it's an easier pill to swallow, you know? I think it's, yeah. I think it's a credit to how good of an actor Harrison Ford can be that you know that that's not the reason it is. I mean, obviously, Yes, money will play a factor because it does bring in a new audience by having a black player in Major League Baseball. But I think it's a credit to how good he is that you know there's something more going on. And I was expecting to have more of a reveal later on as to what he's doing. And I mean that does come out with uh, with with Chadwick Boseman with Jackie Robinson. That's again part of the reason why I wish this movie was better because you. I think I I think it's clear that there's more going on in his mind yeah. beyond just hey I'm gonna make a lot of money for doing this yeah no and, well there is you can see yeah, it you can see it you get a bat scene you know yeah and I and you can yeah, I mean I think that's why I think Bozeman is good in the role as Jackie Robinson I just don't think the movie gives him enough opportunity to really go into that aspect of him mm-hmm. the same thing comes up with uh, Christopher Maloney's character again who isn't in the film that long but I think he's really good in this movie for, except for the yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was great. And the yeah. line that, that the big line that he has is based off a real a real line. It's kind of actually shortened here, but I can read it because I have it right in front of me. <laughs> uh, I I do not care if the guy is yellow or black or if he has stripes like a effing zebra. I'm the manager of this team, and I say he plays. What's more, I say he can make us all rich. And if any of you cannot use the money, I will see that you are all traded. Like that's. That's almost word for word in the movie, yeah. and it's like that's real yeah. line, and it's like, yeah, that's I really like that kind of detail. It's really cool that that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, I think that uh, that sense of authenticity kind of comes through because you can tell those lines, those lines that like sort of punch you in the face, versus the 
the scenes where oh there, there there's one scene where there's a the father and the son scene where the father is oh uh, taking his son to his first ball game and gee whiz dad and oh, and thanks for taking me and so swell and then and then and then whatever and then he starts you know spewing the n word right but uh but that scene seems super super hokey and fake and whatever versus uh, some of the more authentic scenes that just jump out at you, and I wish it would have had more of that. Yeah, I think it does. It does mix. That's I mean, that's those are the, that's why it's a good film and not a great film. Yep. It's very. It, it has those scenes where it just kind of, and it has the other scene with the boy, uh, who you know loves Jackie Robinson and gets the ball. Oh yeah, like, that like they're <laughs> they're very. Obvious. I thought he was gonna. Grow, I thought they're, he was gonna grow up to Barry Bonds. He grew up to be <laughs> someone else. Like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he would have been like sixty years old when he broke the home run record. <laughs> Asterisk. Um, asterisk. Yeah, I gotta add that in. I'm a Giants fan, but some people aren't, so you know they're gonna say asterisk. But yeah, I know what you're saying, and that's kind of that's where the film does hit its you know its very old fashioned beats in terms of what kind of biography it's trying to be, and it's like it's because I mean, it's not hard to it's hard to like actively dislike this film. I would say like yes. I I don't think anyone could like. I'm not going to say anyone, but I don't, I don't think anyone can be like really hate this movie for what it's trying to do. Like I think yeah, it, yeah. At, at, for the most part, you can be at least entertained by the story that's being presented to you. And that's like, and the think, way it's being presented. Yeah. And I, and I think more or less that's where we're all kind of falling on it right now. Yeah. So I guess, uh, I think we've sufficiently talked about 42, movie 42. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, let's go for our rating. Each week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we try to rate films based on when you should go and see them, and we have our scale that goes from IMAX to theater to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. How do we start? Uh, Marcus, where would you put it on that scale? Uh, theater. Definitely. Aaron? Yeah, I would do the same. Abe? I'd kind of say Netflix. All right. I would say theater as well. Yeah. So there you go. That's our that's our film review for move, for 42. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say movie forty two again. <laughs> oh, there's a bad parody trailer way back. <laughs> let's uh, let's do a little movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Each week we try to discuss a couple movies that may have related in some way to the film that we just discussed, um, be it that we thought of during or after. And uh, Abe, any uh, any movie callbacks? You yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about Angels in the Outfield already. <laughs> the clear one that you were. <laughs> And the Sandlot thing the whole time. Uh, you're just waving. You're waving. You're, you're waving your arms in the audience. Like, yeah, I'm just like doing the the wind. <laughs> That's. I was just are, thinking about it the whole time. Are, are you doing it right now? I, literally, I am. Because if I, I am too, <laughs> that means Christopher Lloyd is watching, and he's going to grant us one of our wishes for the Angels to win the pennant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also uh, the rookie with uh, what's his face, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah, and um, I don't know. A lot of baseball movies, obviously, and Moneyball. But I think I like Moneyball a little bit better, more than 42. Marcus? Um, you know, at first I was thinking, if this reminded me of a lot of The Express. Do you remember? I that remember The football Express. About the, the, yep. It's that football, football right Yeah, with, with also What's-His-Face, Dennis Quaid in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But, I'm, I mean, I'm going to go non-sports and say um, – Pariah, just because I think everybody should see Pariah, and I think Pariah is the last exceptional African American movie. If I can make that interesting old statement, hmm. I'm gonna put that in the show notes because I, I got Pariah. Yeah, Aaron, your thoughts? Any uh, movies come to mind? <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought of Angels in the Outfield, obviously, <laughs> uh, but and uh, 
<laughs> and I mean, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, you know, I did kind of think of the rookie too, and especially because I I saw at any price a couple weeks ago, so I had a healthy dose of Dennis Quaid, oh. and uh, I was just—I mean, I I really like the rookie. I think that's a great Dennis Quaid movie, and it's it's one of those man crying movies, you know, <laughs> father talking to his son on the phone. Guess love, what, son? I, I love to be in the big leagues. I love that subgenre, man crying, man crying movies. <laughs> uh, for uh, I can be under that one too. Oh, man, that's no, a like, great movie. I've only oh, seen that yeah. movie once, and I really liked it the first time I saw it, but yeah. I never saw it again. With Dennis Quaid as well, which is so weird. And Jesus. And Jesus himself. J.C. Jesus of Easily changed his name. The guy from the first movie. <laughs> what if that's true? What if he changed his name to Jesus of Easily? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Evil Knievel. Jesus of Easily. Um, I thought I thought of Django Unchained actually. I was trying. I it just came to mind. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of racially charged scenes in this movie. What other movie did I see recently that had racially charged scenes? <laughs> Django came to mind. Uh, the Hurricane with Denzel Washington oh, came to mind. Oh yeah. And um, I kept thinking of while I was watching the movie, I kept thinking of what Spike Lee's version of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I thought about like. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I, I know he actually what he was trying to develop a, a Jackie Robinson movie like back in the '90s with Denzel and just never went, never happened. But uh, yeah, so I was curious. But uh, all right, uh, let's do a little box office. Ooh. Each week we try to go over the box office totals and figure out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere near what actually happened. Abe, do you remember what you predicted last week? I think I said uh, forty-two with first place and twenty-three million. You uh, you said thirty-two. Thir- oh, thirty-two. Oh, I went big. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brandon said twenty-four million, and uh, I said thirty-three million just to cut you off, Abe, just to mess with you. <laughs> and um, neither of us were right, but Brandon would be our winner because. Um, uh, 42 open to $27 million this weekend, which is the highest baseball film opening weekend of all time. Right? Not bad. Baseball movies always, they never opened over 20, apparently. Mm. So, so. 42, breaking barriers. That's what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> is that the tagline on the poster? Breaking barriers. Breaking break barriers. <laughs> um, let's see, Scary Movie 5, which we obviously didn't review because we just thought it would be too funny to do for a podcast. So, probably because um, we hate it. <laughs> A it, uh, came in second place with 15 million. The Crudes still doing, still, still making money. Not stop. I should see that at some point. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should too. I, I hear, I hear decent things. Plus, I mean, um, I, I can't help but laugh though. Every time I drive on Fairfax, the Crudes uh, billboard has a K over the D, so it just says the Crudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're like caveman protectors. That's my Nick Cage Crudes voice. Um, G.I. Joe, Evil Dead, Jurassic Park, 3D, all those Which making did, money. Which uh, did Evil Dead fall off? Uh, Evil Dead fell off like 63. It's pretty, pretty normal yeah, for a horror movie. Right. But uh, still another 10 million. I guess, I guess word got out. What, that it's great? I know. Um, <laughs> that it wasn't the most terrifying <laughs> film you ever experienced? Right, that it's not the most terrifying, uh, yeah. but it might be the most uneasy. Hey, Marcus, it's okay that you and Mark Hoban are wrong about Evil Dead. I mean, that's, that's fine. Don't have to bother me with this. You don't want me to get started. Don't get me started. I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to hang you up right now. Hold me Hold me back. Hold me back. I am holding no you back. No one can be wrong, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> Except Marcus when it comes to uh, Killer Joe, Beast of the Sun Wild, oh, wow. and Evil Dead. <laughs> you, got a you got a list going. I just write them down. It's easier that way. Place Beyond the Pines actually made the current top ten as well. Got in the tenth place. Oh, uh, tenth we, place. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sure one of other one of Marcus's other favorite movies, Tyler Perry's Temptation: Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. That's a uh, yeah. Is that the Tyler Perry version of 42? Because that would be hello. Cool. 
<laughs> I, I think it's the Tyler Perry version of Oz the Great Power. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, Ruby Slippers. Yep, got it. Exactly. Um, what time? What time is it? Oh, Aaron, is it already that time? I mean, we're just having so much fun. I think it's time for some games. That sounds about ninety nine percent right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's about... <laughs> Next, it's gonna uh, be a hundred percent right. All right, Abe. You don't have the comfort of Scott Mendelson this time Ooh. because we're we're about to play WMMDs. Oh, no. <laughs> which made more dough. My favorite game acronym, WMMDs. Let's do this. Okay, the theme for this game is sports films. And basically, for you guys who have not played before, I'm going to read two films, and you have to tell me which one you think made more dough. So it's, it's pretty simple. You just give one answer or another answer, and I'll tell you if and you're this right. This is like their entire box office run, right? Yeah, this is the, the total domestic box office non-inflated. All right, let's do this. Here we go. First one. Rocky Ready? or Rocky Two. Uh, Rocky II. I'll say Rocky II. Yeah, that was that was my choice. You're all saying Rocky II. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're all wrong. Really? It no. was it was Rocky with Rocky made 117, Rocky II made 85. Oh. Well, that's good because Rocky. Yeah, because Rocky's much better. But I was like, oh, if you get a number two, then probably made more money. Well, here here we go right now. Wait. Now I see how you're playing this. Well, watch 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 out for this one. Rocky three <laughs> or Rocky four? Ooh, I'm gonna say Rocky four. Oh, the Russian? Yeah. Mr. T. Rocky 3. Rocky 3. I, I gotta go with 4. He he single-handedly ends the Cold exactly. War. Exactly! If they if Jackie Robinson Hulk had Hogan done that, Hulk Hogan is in 3. Crazy. Hulk Hogan is in 3. And Mr. T is and in 3. And Mr. T, yeah. And, and Marcus is wrong. <laughs> Telling... It's Mar- It's Rocky 4. Yes! <laughs> uh, yes. Take that, Cold War communism. Versus, one, versus 127. Evil Dead still wasn't that Wow, yeah, that is a close one. Uh-huh. And rounding out this boxing one, we have Cinderella Man versus Rocky Balboa. Oh I'm going to say, is Rocky Balboa the, the fifth one or the sixth one? The last one? It's the sixth one. The one with like Ar- the Sunshine Rainbows speech? Arguably, the, yes. Arguably the yep. second best Rocky film. Oh. Hmm. What? Ar- I said arguably. I'm going to say Cinderella. Man. Who's arguing? I don't know who's arguing, but I love Rocky <laughs> I'll say. I'll say Rocky Balboa. I say Cinderella Man. Yeah, as much as I hate Rocky Balboa, I'm gonna go with that though. You're not a fan of Rocky Balboa. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I stopped liking Rocky after he beat the crap out of Ivan Drago. Oh, you never saw uh, Tommy the Machine Gun get beaten up? Oh, I mean, I saw it. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> well, that's not good at Tommy. Rocky Balboa brings it back. Anyway, you're both right. Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. Cool. Sixty-one versus seventy million. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Still kind of close. Next one. Remember the Titans versus Sea Biscuit. Ooh, that's oh, that's tough wow. one. Titans. Yeah, Denzel versus Tobey Maguire. One-eyed Tobey Maguire. I think Titans. I'm going to say Seabiscuit. It is Seabiscuit. Abe, you're on the board here. Wow. Wait, are you What's on? the disparity? 115 versus 120. Oh, very close. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here's Didn't a... Seabiscuit have Jeff Bridges? It did. Yeah, and there's the moneymaker right there. They had the dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, everyone in Pasadena probably saw it. They were like, oh, yeah, there's my house. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. They say, there's my house at that 1930s town. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Fighter or Real Steel? Oh, God. The Fighter was uh, Mark Wahlberg, yeah? Marky Mark yeah. Invisible. I'm going to say The Fighter. Yeah, I'm going to say The Fighter. Oh, wait, mm. what am I thinking? The Fighter is like... I'm going to beat the dissenting opinion and say real friggin' steel. Abe, what are you saying? I'll stick with my guns. I'll say the fighter. 
Good thing you still have your guns. The fighter made ninety three million. Yeah. The seal made eighty five million. Oh, I'm glad to be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. The rookie or field of dreams. Non inflated. I... Non inflated. Mm. I gotta say the rookie because I don't care for the film dreams. Yeah, I'd say the rookie. I'm gonna dissent again. I'm gonna go field of dreams. It is the rookie, seventy-five versus sixty-four. Wow. Aaron picked the question, right? It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> so I would assume it's not the field of dreams. Here we go. Next one. Coach Carter or Moneyball? Coach Carter. Moneyball. Coach Carter. Aaron Fink wins the round here. Sixty-seven Ooh. million versus seventy-five million. Hmm. I'm glad because Moneyball is a better movie. Here we go. Soul Surfer or Blue Crush? Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I crushed it on this one, guys. Soul Surfer. Pun intended. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Soul Surfer is the one where she loses her arm, yeah, right? Yeah, then she yes. goes like on a on a mission trip, too. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shark, <laughs> shark eats her arm off. I'm going to go with Blue Crush. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Blue Crush as well. Marcus? Blue Crush. You're all saying Blue, Blue Crush? Crush? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm on the board again. It is Soul Surfer. Really? Uh. 40, 43 million versus 40 million. Oh, so close, wow. though. Because I was like, oh, they made Blue Crush 2 straight to DVD, so. Okay. Here's the next one. I'm going to supply I'm gonna supply a quote first before I say the name of the movie. I don't want your life. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, Varsity Blues, <laughs> or fri- or Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Uh, no! Uh, no, that's a tough one. I'm going to yeah. say Varsity Blues. Yeah, say, it's got to be Varsity. Yeah, I'm going to say Varsity Blues. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree and say Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, 52. Friday Night Lights, 61. Uh, wow. Ooh. Sounds like uh, Pacino, man. No, fr- no that's, that's a Billy Bob. That's a. I don't know, that's any given Sunday. Any Sunday, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which I don't have on my. I got four more of these. None of them is any, any given Sunday. <laughs> I thought about it. I think it was like too close to one. It was like by like point something. It'd be great if you were like the replacements versus Emic. Oh, I forgot about the replacements. <laughs> How much did that make? I'll check that after I do this. Yeah. Invin- invincible or Invisible of Marky Mark. Or We Are Marshall. Uh, uh, ooh. I'm going to say Invincible. Yeah, I'll I agree. We are Marshall. We are Marshall. Dave and Aaron are correct. Was the uh, 57. We are Marshall, 43. With Matthew. Uh, okay. The Wrestler versus Rudy. Not inflated. Hmm. The Wrestler. I'm going to go with Rudy. It's gotta be, I'll go with Rudy. Sorry, who said what? Uh, Marcus and I said Rudy, and Aaron said uh, the wrestler. Aaron is correct. Oh. Twenty-six million versus twenty-two wow. million. Oh wow! Here we go. Two more. The Sandlot or Hardball? <laughs> with, oh, I he, love with Keanu Reeves. I love Hardball. By the way, by the way, the replacements made forty-four million dollars domestically. Wow. Hmm. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with Sandlot just because I like Sandlot a lot. Yeah, I'll go Sandlot. I do love the Sandlot, but I'm going to pick Hardball. Aaron, you are correct. Wow. Hardball, 40, Sandlot, 32. 
Oh. People love that Keanu Reeves, man. Yeah, they <laughs> love him eating a sandwich by himself. Key Reeves. <laughs> Key Reeves. Key Reeves. It's my Key favorite. Reeves. It's my favorite. It's my favorite island in Florida. <laughs> That's the worst I like that. one. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Keanu. Thank, thank you. Okay, last one. Basketball versus eight men out. Basketball. Oh, this has got to be a trick question. <laughs> Basketball. All the way. I'm right in. Yeah, I, I got to go with baseball. You're all correct. Seven million versus five million. Woo. And I got to add all these up. Hold on, let's see. Don't forget yours. Oh, I got three. So. Do they count as double points? They all count as double points. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Abe, you have six. Okay. I love the Marcus, humming. Marcus, you have four. Now it comes down to this. Let's see. Here we go. Abe, how many did you have? Six. Aaron Fink, you are a winner with seven points. Woo! Yeah. All first right. time on, first time winner. Wow, Marcus can't say that. Marcus, get him back, man. Yeah. Marcus is going to research, like, until, I'm, until yeah. like, forever to find out that third thing that scares you about The Shining so he can just, like, exactly. spook you out. That'd be, that'd be terrifying if exactly. you find that out. That'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Out Now Presents What's Out Now. Uh, movies coming out on Blu-ray DVD this week. I believe three out of four of us really love Django Unchained. Actually, I forget. Django? Mark, did you love uh, Django Unchained? Who are you? Me? Yeah. Marcus, did you yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I love it, yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I'm getting it in the that mail. That would have made your list. Yeah, that's how much I, I like. You're getting it in the mail? Nice. Yeah, I Amazon pre-ordered that. I'm, I'm waiting for, because Best Buy and Target both have crazy editions of the movie. Or something. Like, oh, do they? Target has like a steelbook version. I'm like, that sounds cool. But Best Buy has like, a, we have some kind of exclusive packaging, so i got to go check it out at the store. Oh, well, crap. Does that mean that sometimes you get two different DVDs just to see what like, the extras are? Um, I'm not going to. I'm so. just going to. Gonna gotta like look at the back of one, look at the back of the other, and say like, oh, what's is, with this one? The special, spe- what is so special about it? Target you get your own chains. Get- well, they both have bonus discs that have exclusive content on it. And oh wow! It's like, damn, I can't wait to set one. <laughs> yeah, I think we're actually just- releasing deleted scenes now. Why can't we have like a whole bloody affair of some kind mm-hmm. in one location? Why can't that happen? But uh, yeah, Django comes out on uh, on Tuesday. Jang, Django. How'd, how'd that go? Django! <laughs> that was pretty much how it went. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, that jelly bean. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that makes any sense to people that didn't no, hear that part of the podcast. No, that doesn't no, make any sense. This is the most racist podcast. I know. Now we have, now we have custom bloopers just to make that make sense. That's so crazy. stick around for the end of the, end of the episode of this one. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about next week. Next week, next week's our hundredth oh, episode. Oh man, hundred! Woo! Oh right! Yeah. Woo. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's gonna be something. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some stuff going on for that some episode. Fun stuff. But we're also gonna be talking about Oblivion, the new the new Tom Cruise film with Morgan Freeman, also starring in it as Morgan Freeman with glasses, and um, round spectacles this time. Running away from his thoughts. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll see how that goes. But for now, let's uh, let's let's guess a little bit of uh, what we think that's going to do at the box office next weekend. Is anything else coming out with it? Um, Rob Zombie's The Lords of Salem opens. Oh like man, that's gonna be number two. Yeah, Heck yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be right up there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. What what, what other sci-fi is is Oblivion rated R? Oblivion is rated PG thirteen. Okay. Oh, uh, there we go. Let me think of other post-apocalyptic movies. Oh though. man, I don't like, uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna do yeah, a hundred games. It's, it's not gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say first place. Here, I I can read some numbers. Book of Eli opened to thirty two. Tower Terminator Salvation opened to forty two. Um, those are like the best comparable numbers, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I'll say first place with uh, with uh, twenty nine million. Twenty nine. Marcus, thoughts? Uh, I'll say, I'll say second with twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Aaron, your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, you know, I think I, it, it's got enough buzz. I think it'll be number one, and uh, uh, I, I know, I'll give it. I'll give it uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I think it's. I think it's going to make some money. I mean, they are advertising the crap out of this thing. Strong bid. Thirty-eight. Yeah. I will say number one as well, and I. Hmm. That that cruise cruise control. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, speed two. I'm gonna speed speed two cruise control. Yeah. That's that. That's Katie Holmes' nickname for it. That <laughs> that's my that's my Tom Cruise is fast in bed joke. Um, uh, I'll say thirty two million. I'll, I think I think that's the same as my last week. Or no, I'll say thirty three. You know what's funny? No one predicted forty two would make forty two million. That would have been stupid. Thanks. <laughs> <you>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All this fun has to die now because that's going to bring the end of our podcast. <laughs> I know. I was I, I was having fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it this week. We're out now, Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeke.com. You can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Marcus? Uh, you can find my reviews at theexaminer.com. You can follow me on Twitter at moviesmarcus. Aaron Fink? You can see me on PBS uh, every week on the television show Just Seen It, and you can check out our YouTube channel where we also post our reviews at uh, youtube.com slash justseenitreviews. And uh, I don't have any personal stuff, but hopefully someday soon. Excellent. Right. Look forward to seeing it. And you can, of course, find all the other episodes about now out there at Abe on iTunes, also at hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other shows, including the Legion of Dudes and Half Hour Ways to just fun shows about comics and games and stuff like that with some cool guys. Outnow.podomatic.com, most of the newest episodes and some exclusives are there. Uh, YouTube page. YouTube.com slash podcast, where you can find the main reviews of the every week. Um, Read your own 20, 30 minutes each. And you just uh, updated quite a few of those. Did, yeah. Things. So we're... we're we're working our way back to to the present. I think the last one up was uh, Warm Bodies. All right, cool. Um, you can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you're a fan of Invisible with Marky Mark or any other sports movie in general, <laughs> inspirational <laughs> movies or not. Let us, let us know your thoughts on This sports. guy's going to be so mad you're making fun of him. <laughs> that's what the I, Facebook you shouldn't make fun of people on podcasts. That's, that's what the Facebook page is for. Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast where you can follow, where you can like our page there as well as twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast where you can follow our to page. To be fair, there. we're not making fun of you at all, so please don't take that personally. 
No, we're Jason. laughing with you. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're laughing yes, with you. Yes, Jason Ritter, new like on the Facebook page, who we are happy to appreciate. We always like getting new <laughs> listeners to like like our page because we like interacting with our It'd be listeners. It'd a funny joke if you unliked it, Jason, and then reliked it, but please don't. <laughs> don't do that. Because then we'd, we'd just both be sad for the day. Look, look how personal this show is. We're directly yeah. addressing one listener. We love all of our listeners, and we're just talking. We're taking time out of our day just to talk to just you, Jason. Like you're doing a great job over there listening to the show. You're doing all of you guys are. We, we love every one of our listeners, and we're happy to have as many as we can for next week's episode, the hundredth episode. Home run. Woo. Home run. I'm Come glad. on, guys. Okay, yeah. Aaron, Aaron's coming back on, and Abe might be on next week. I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> he's easy to understand this concept. <laughs> but, but that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, Marcus and Aaron, for coming thank on. Thank you both. Week. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. us. For sure. And um, until next time, so long. And adios. <laughs> As I hate Rocky Balboa, I'm gonna go with that though. You're not a fan of Rocky Balboa. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I stopped liking Rocky after he beat the crap out of Ivan Drago. Oh, you never saw Tommy the Machine Gun get beaten up? Oh, I mean, I saw it. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>